Yo, Pete. Yo. Are you equipped? Equipped and minted. Equipment. It. All right. I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you, at you, at you, at you. Coming at you today. Today's episode is sponsored by the Oxford American. The Oxford American is an amazing cultural resource that we're so happy to be our, our have become our charter sponsor here on the You'll Hear It podcast. And you know, we've heard from some of our listeners that have purchased subscriptions that they're they're really digging it. It really is. The writing is incredible, uh, and and the subject matter is, I think, incredibly. Uh, applicable to what jazz musicians are trying to do because it deals with a lot of roots music and when when you're dealing with roots music uh, from the perspective of great writers yes who are for the most part from the south and who have been steeped in that culture then it, it makes it even more special even more like immersive yes and i think in this day and age of um so much information flying around in every direction much of it good much of it bad uh to have a curated source uh, for us to go to in a beautiful package, beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful, beautiful physical package, and online. I've been checking out their online stuff lately on my iPad. I have an iPad mini from about 2001. I didn't oh. know if you knew that. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, to have this organization and the editors there that have kind of curated the subject matter and the writers, and, and it's just like you can go there and you don't have to think, wait, am I missing out on something? You're going to learn something. You're going to be entertained. And I think you're playing and your conception is going to be for the better. Agreed. Yep. So go to OxfordAmerican.org slash YHI. That's OxfordAmerican.org slash YHI, as in you'll hear it and you can get some special deals. Yeah. Uh, so today we're talking about equipment. Why are we talking about equipment? Well, because we have a, a question. We have actually a slew of um, questions because we solicited some last week. Do you remember that? I know you're usually like a real move on kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I usually forget everything as soon as I say it. <laughs> but we did solicit. We we kind of shamed our listeners into giving us some more voicemails, some more speak yes. pipes. If they go to, if you, I wouldn't say shame. I, I would call it an invitation. I was trying to shame an invitation to excellence. So uh, I don't the, know what that means. The goal was I thought maybe we can get a whole week of of speak pipe voice messages. I think five we got more than that. We didn't. We only got three. Only three good ones. <laughs> <laughs> but we need more. Yeah. Everybody, we need more. So keep them coming. But we do have three great questions this week from our, our listeners. So if you have a question, if you have a comment, if you just want to call and complain. Right. <laughs> you can go to youllhear.com slash podcast and leave the, the message there. We're also thinking about taking some video questions because we've been blowing up on the YouTubes. I don't know if you knew about that. I mean, that's so a relative term. In theory... Up our wonderful producer, Andrew, could get this question. So if you can figure out a way to get video to Andrew at openstudionetwork.com, which is not going to be that hard, feel free to leave a question via video. But let's jump into... He looks worried. Andrew looks worried over there. He, <laughs> he, he'll figure it out. He'll hear it. So let's, let's hear our question. This is from Terry. Hey, Peter and Adam. New listener here, loving your podcast. Had a question. I'm, I'm a um, mid-level uh, amateur piano player, formerly a drummer from childhood. Um, but I'm doing gigs uh, on stage uh, uh, with, with piano, and I know you can't really get into endorsing products, I'm assuming that. Um, but uh, I was wondering, can you talk about what you each uh, gig with? What type of equipment, uh, keyboards, uh, or, or a keyboard that, that you like, and why? Um, 
I'm kind of looking at different keywords that I've either been using and brands, et cetera. And I'd be interested to know um, what you, your, you know, what you like and, and, and have an understanding of why, which might be helpful to me uh, uh, as I'm learning what I should have uh, when I sit on stage as well. Thank you so much. Keep doing the great work you're doing. Enjoying it. Thank you. All right, that's a great question, Terry. Yes. Yeah. Thank and, you, Terry. And very cool that you've transitioned from drums to a real instrument. That's came over from the dark side, awesome. just like Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> no, just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love you drummers. That's right. <laughs> uh, no, but, but actually we've been talking to quite a few. I'm just trying to place where and open studio members too. A lot, a lot of drummers come into piano later on in life and yeah. stuff, which is a really cool thing. And Man, some of them really good. I think it makes sense. I think the two instruments actually work really well together. And yep. there's there's some kind of bridge between them. I haven't figured it out yet, but I'm attracted to the drums as I know you are. It's a play. bridge I, over troubled water, I would say. <laughs> I have a drum set in my basement that yep. I like to fool around with. And uh, I think it's important for any musician to learn the drums and any drummer to learn uh yeah. Piano. But yeah. anyway, uh, to your question, Terry. Okay, so this is something we've kind of talked about, but yeah. um, you know, for me, and, and I know what your answer is on this too. It's like preferred is the Steinway D. The Steinway D. <laughs> if we can German, say. if not possible, we will go with New York. If I mean, we're if we have to. to. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we're big fans of the acoustic piano. We're not necessarily purists for it, though. But it, it, and it does depend on the type of gig. I mean, if it's a if it's a, a trio gig. Or just a really straight-ahead jazz gig where you don't really need that other palette of maybe a Rhodes yeah. or some synth sounds. It's great to have a piano. Now, obviously, um, we can't bring a piano with us. So that's when we get into a situation where you might want to do a gig or get a chance to do a gig somewhere that doesn't have a piano. Or we could also talk about what about if there's a substandard acoustic piano like how do you how do you make the decision whether or not you're going to bring a keyboard in when is it like better to just at least have your your rig yeah. and know what you're dealing with for me it's it's almost always better to have the acoustic piano i mean you know i, I keep like a tuning kit in my in my car basically yeah. so that any piano i encounter if it's has a lot of unisons or if it's really bad i can actually t spend 20 minutes on it and yeah. kind of get it as close to where i want it as possible and how did you learn to do that just by doing it and messing up a lot of pianos. You, you learn on your own, though. Yeah, like you know, YouTube, some YouTube video. videos. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, that's good and then, for folks. That I want to do that. And you know, you. I mean, you know me because I've done this with you. I'm not afraid to annoy a person with questions about what they're doing. So every piano tech that I come in contact with, I'm like, what, how should I do this? That's cool. You, and you watch them, you know. Um, so that's one thing is you can get, for like 35 bucks, you can get like a decent tuning kit with a wrench and all the stuff you need. Yeah. And it's pretty self-explanatory. But you can also watch these videos. Um, and then, you know, for me, and I don't know, I know you don't, you're not a big like vintage keyboard guy, although I do see you eyeing the vintage vibes. Oh, I'm all about the vintage vibes. So I, oh, and Terry, by the way, we absolutely can and will name, we've yeah. already named a couple brand names. Totally. And yeah. we'll invite the companies that we are talking positively about to come and endorse yeah, these to show right. you. That'd be great. Sponsor vintage vibe. We're, we're on. We're <laughs> yeah. on. Uh, no, but I, so for years when I played um, in the Marvelous Aaron Bodie's band, I just brought a suitcase of Rhodes with me everywhere. The one that's sitting right over there. The right? one that's sitting that's right, right over here in our studios and i also have a, a Wurlitzer electric piano that's kind of my go-to rig right now is the whirly yeah i don't mind not having the piano sound i'd rather have a hammer hitting something exactly that's my that, that's personal great preference. i mean i actually grew up um all a lot of my early gigs were on a very similar roads uh suitcase model that i mean even before i was like driving and stuff i'd make my sister or my mom whoever i could get to give me a ride throw it in the back of the Datsun. there you go what what yeah but i mean you know that the roads is such a great 
and fun instrument. And so now normally when, I mean, I can't remember a gig I've done recently where I just played the Rhodes, mm -hmm. but I've had Rhodes, you know, supplementing the piano on a lot of gigs, depending on the material especially as well. Yeah. Although, um, you know, the vintage vibe has is so close. It's so close. You know, and and good. It's, it's so good. Yeah. yeah. So those of you that aren't familiar with that, vintage vibe is a great uh, company out of New Jersey. And uh, they make several different instruments, but their main thing is kind of, well, they started out, I believe, um, fixing, and they still do a lot repairing, of repairs yeah. and refurbishments and kind of mods of Fender Rhodes and Whirlies if and you, organs, too. If you own any vintage keyboards, which I own several, yeah. you're always on there because you're always trying to fix them. Yeah, and they <laughs> so got parts, too, Yeah, right? so you buy yeah. parts and you watch videos of how to fix them. Yeah. But they do have their own electric piano for that they build and, yeah. and for sale, and it's killing. I mean, it's it just great. sounds amazing. And it um, wasn't somebody, didn't some company buy the the Rhodes name? And yeah, I, I haven't ago, played one of those, though. but I heard they're a little yeah. suspect. I think, the, I mean, if you want a less maintenance, I don't know if they're maintenance free, nothing's maintenance free, but, but a less maintenance than an old Rhodes from the 70s or early 80s, the vintage vibe is the way to go. But the reason why I prefer a Rhodes is because there's a hammer hitting something, yeah. and it's because you can control the sound in a live situation. I think more than any live piano or or, or keyboard piano sound that I've played live. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oft, so I know I've seen you play as a secondary instrument, usually to a grand piano, yeah. a Nord. Yes. For electric piano sounds. Yep. I have a Nord as well. Yep. Uh, you have, I have an electro? I have a Nord piano, but the electro oh, right. is like the smaller version of that. Yep. Um, and those work, but even when I get on a gig with that, I usually put it on a road sound. I know, because it's better than the piano sound. I know. Generally. Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, I remember playing like the Nord lead years ago, mm -hmm. like in the 90s when it first came out, the original one. Wow. I remember seeing Michelle and Cello playing that thing, like bass lines on it. Like she was playing bass and killing. Mm. And then she went over for that for some sounds. And, and like, I fell in love with that instrument. Um, then there was like the Nord Lead 2. And then they got into more of the, and that was a lot of vintage synth sounds on there. Yeah. Then the, the piano, the electro, which kind of combined a lot of them, which, and then really strong for organ. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to have the whole organ uh, rig, you know, the B3 kind of situation. Yeah. Because then yours, then the piano, oh no, maybe the piano, but the electro has the draw. The electro has the draw. I have an electro, I had an electro for a mm -hmm. long time. Um, and yeah, that has really good organ sounds. Yeah. But and, and though, you know, for live, since Terry's asking about live situations in particular, I think it is important when you're playing any kind of, I mean, you can always just get a really good controller and then have a laptop and have every, you could have every Nord sound, every Moog sound of Rhodes, you know, a sampled Bose, whatever you want and just trigger it off of there. Yeah. But I always find, and I know a lot of people do that successfully. Yeah. Um, to me, like having something that you don't have to fidget with too much and that's kind of dependable like the nords have like never let me down like they've never crashed like my laptop has yep. you know yeah um they feel okay they feel okay yeah, yeah. they're not my, my piano feels better than the electro yeah. for sure and the vintage vibe feels better and the roads feel, I the mean, roads feels better yeah. anything like i said anything well some roads are terrible yeah but <laughs> but anything with uh, an actual hammer hitting either a string or a tine yeah is preferred for me. I've had a lot of si the the motif series. Well, I, I was going to say years. you see I've a lot of people recently, play but... the Yamaha, the motifs, and you yep. see a lot of people prefer, especially for piano stuff, the Roland. Yeah, um, and I just don't know those boards as well. Yeah, I'm so not I... super hip on the Roland yeah. when I have played them. I just don't. I don't. They feel too like it feels too mechanical. The Yamaha like weighted action. Um, uh, motif is i mean i haven't actually done played it in years but i always enjoyed that action i mean yeah. it's because it was a yamaha thing and it was super stable mm -hmm. and i mean maybe because it goes back to you know my days playing the dx7 i don't know if you're familiar with that I, there's one right over there is there yeah of nice. course cartridges 
Yeah. Expansions? I do. I have the whole E, e expansion. Yeah. But those were great. I remember doing, I never had one because I couldn't afford it, but I would borrow one from a neighbor of mine mm-hmm. who played in a reggae band. He used to make so much money. And, um, <laughs> selling weed, of course. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, but he, no, he, the, the thing I liked about the DX7, and I think that this really went along with the motif was Yamaha was super stable. Like, you'd pop that car and the sound would come, I mean, for the time, right away. Yeah. There wasn't, like, stuff crashing and whatever. And for a live situation, that's the thing, a piano. I mean, I've been on gigs where the electricity went out in the in the concert hall. For sure. And that's the great thing about having an acoustic piano, because you can keep rolling keep going. With that. You and the singer are going to keep on going. It's so yeah. true, man. And so you want to be as close to, close to stable, I think. That's why I could never imagine triggering stuff off of a a laptop unless i don't know we're not tech guys either i think both of us we're we prefer a piano firmly grounded in the earth that's right <laughs> you that's know what right, I mean? right. but uh but so you know terry to, to kind of try to be somewhat helpful yeah. so the the keyboards that we use when we have to use keyboards are, we both have nords or yeah. use nords um and then we have both to sum up we've both seen in a lot of professional situations you know like robert glasper uses a motif like yeah. there's nothing wrong with it at all yeah. Uh, or well, and you can load in any sample into a motif. At least you used to be able to. Well, anyway. any of these are MIDI. Yeah. You can do whatever. Right. Uh, and then the roll-in pianos. I know a lot of professionals who use and love those. Right. So. Right. So All right. And don't forget, at the end of the episode, see, you thought we were going to forget from last week. We're going to give you our actual number one tip about equipment. Are we really? Yes, though? we are. Okay. We, we did it last time, didn't we? All right. I just have to think of it. No, I think I've got one in mind. You know, a nice little little thing at the end. So don't forget, though, to go to OxfordAmerican.org slash YHI to yes. get uh, your special subscription for 25 bucks. That's $25 for four of those amazing issues. It's a quarterly magazine. It's amazing. It's, it's incredible writing. And it's all about, uh, you know, Southern culture, the roots of, of the music that we all play. Yep. Uh, and so what's your number one tip for... Well, this is in, the, in the great tradition of Christian McBride, as in we're going to teach you something by telling you not, what not to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say you're going to want to stay away from a Casio tone. Oh. Nothing against Casio tone. And, and, but okay, just to be fair, too, there's another company that has makes a keyboard that we said was good, which was Yamaha. But they make something called the Porta Sound. Oh, yeah. That's a little toy. A little stay toy. away from that bad boy. And my tip is to always keep a melodica in your car. Ah, that's another one. Yeah. Easy. Flips in your pocket. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, till tomorrow. You'll hear it.